BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, this is Craig Ferguson letting y'all know that I am still out on the road with my Fancy Rascal Tour this week in the following beautiful places. October 10th at the McGoffin Auditorium in El Paso, Texas. October the 11th at the Wagner Noel Performing Arts Center in Midland, Texas. And October the 13th to the 15th at the Houston Improv Comedy Club in Houston, Texas. I promise I will not mess with Texas. Or I might. I can't make a commitment at this point. For a full list of dates, please go to my website, thecraigfergusonshow.com slash tour. My name is Craig Ferguson. The name of this podcast is Joy. I talk to interesting people about what brings them happiness. Welcome to Kathy Lee Gifford Part 2. Kathy Lee Gifford is so bonkers and so interesting that we had to give her a two-parter. Here's the second bit. Yeah. <laughs> Are we up and running? I okay. make noise with this. So, that's all right. Look, if people know that you sometimes have a beverage yes. that has ice in it and, yes. a, and a little straw, which I think is a, it's not the most European way of drinking wine <laughs> I've ever seen. But I think I, that you're not European. It's okay. I am. I was born in France. That's right. I was born in Paris, France. You're Fran- You're a French messianic Jew. Yes. I think you're it. I think, I think it's, I'm that's maybe it. the only one. Wow. Yes. And so when I now have been up since, I literally got up this morning at 1245. And I said, even for me, that's early. That so is it is there. now up what, all night. one o'clock in the afternoon here. Yeah. And and so I'm having a a, um, a little glass of white wine. I'm not judging you, Kat. I don't. You, you never have. No, no, no. But no. so people know with a little bit of ice in it. I usually have club soda with it too. Yeah. To, to you know, so that I a can spritzer. A spritzer. A spritzer. Yes, it's, fine. it's just fine. Listen, when we talked before, yes, we talked a lot about religion, and I know you can talk a lot about that. And you look, to be honest, I love you, but you can talk a lot about pretty much anything. So we talked a lot about religion. I want to talk to you a little bit about when I first met you. Okay. And where you were. I 
remember the first meeting I ever had with you. And I don't know if you remember that. Was it the Drew Carey show? It was at the Drew Carey show. Yeah. And I was eighth banana on that show. My first child had just been born. Yeah. And so that was 22 years ago. 22 years ago. And you... I was just doing a guest starring thing. You were guest starring. It was right. You were still doing... Uh, Reach? No. Regis. Was yeah. it Regis? Yeah. It would still be Regis. It was mid-90s. No, it was a late... I left late. Regis in 2000. Right. So he hadn't just been born. He was about to be born. Okay. Because it was mid-90s or late-90s or 2000 even. He was born in 2000. Okay. That's the year I did leave Regis. All right. Not personally. You know, he remained my dear, dear, dear friend for 30 Regis. more years. Yes. I love oh, Regis. Oh, yeah. I just left the show. Right. Yeah. But you were so kind to me. You were big, big, this big star coming in to do a spot on the on the show. And I was eighth banana on the show and you gave me some kids books for my Oh, for you, for you who is not born yet. Yeah, yes. for your sins. Like so you get them early. You're like uh, Coca-Cola. <laughs> you get in there. Well, Coca-Cola is not necessarily good for you. What I got, yeah, right. what I've got is good for you. <laughs> you said that before. Uh, and... I just, I remember thinking at the time, wow, that is a class act. That oh, is a class so act. Nice. And I haven't changed my opinion one iota since then about that. And we've been in bed together. For, for, for Nothing entertainment. Happened. <laughs> for entertainment For purposes. entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's available on Netflix. On Netflix. It's called, then came you. Then came you, everybody. I don't know why I'm plugging it. I don't get residuals. You get them. No, I don't. No, I haven't don't seen a penny. All no. right. Okay. So. So here's the thing, though. But you were at that time with Regis. Yes. Uh, professionally, and you were with Frank matrimonially. Yes. At the time. Yes. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the man because Regis, Regis, uh -huh. uh, and Frank. Okay. But, good. but let's but let's talk a little because you are, and I mean this in a very complimentary and in no way judgmental or anything. But you I are a think. very heterosexual woman. Oh yes. Uh, and you are you're a vibrant. <laughs> funny, sexy woman. And now you tell me. Well, it's the truth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I think to myself, well, professionally you're working with Regis and you're with this god of an athlete, Frank Gifford yes, as well. How did, you, how did you meet Frank? I met Frank early, early, early in 1982 when I just signed for a year long, that was it, a stint on, the, on Good Morning America. And they were grooming me to take over for Joan London, but I would certainly not a, a journalist. But they said, we're not interested in a journalist. We want somebody. That, then it was under the auspices of ABC Entertainment, not right. news. So they weren't necessarily looking for a journalist. They were looking for somebody that would be comfortable on camera and could talk to a rock. Right. And make the rock laugh in, in some instances, right. you know. And that's, I don't know that you can learn that. That's something that's sort of innate. Where do I you think that comes from? You know, you? I'm sorry to sidetrack you, but... I, no, every good and perfect gift, Scripture says, comes from above, from the Father of the heavenly realms who does not change like shifting shadows. Right. So we're so talking about God, God again. right? Yes, okay. so everything goes back to him. So, well, so where did it come from? I went to Oral Roberts University to be a, 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 a drama... Uh, what is it? I don't. It's been so many major, years. Drama major. It was a drama major with a with a music minor, and it was just it was a it was a waste of time. Was it? No, uh, is that, that's a Christian life, university, though. Isn't yes, it? but I was the only Jew there and the only one who didn't speak in tongues, so it was it was problematic for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and back then, you stand out a little back bit. Back then, yeah, I was the only one with a maiden name of Epstein. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And uh, and it was a what they call a charismatic Pentecostal 
university. Yeah. And that, was that, there snakes? Did they do snakes? No, it wasn't yeah. that kind. It wasn't that extreme. Uh, but it was, you know, gifts of the Holy Spirit, which I do believe in. It's just not one that I have. Right. I've prayed for the gifts of the Spirit to, to speak in tongues. And God said, the, the tongue I've given you is enough. You know, yeah, you, used, whatever, to, used to do whatever that. Whatever one you got, it's doing fine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't think the world can take many more languages uh, <laughs> that I speak. <laughs> anyway, I learned to, to, to sort of just accept things like that along the way. I, said, I didn't want to feel less than because I didn't have that gift. God said, concentrate on the ones I've given you. You right. know, so many people in our world are miserable because, well, why didn't I don't have what they have? How come you didn't give me that, Lord? How come I don't, my thighs don't look like that? Whatever it is, the Paul in Philippians, all of his books in the, in the New Testament, talks so much about the fact that we, we, the whole idea of walking with Jesus is learning to be content in the moment. I totally, I totally agree with that. Gratitude is a silver bullet. Oh. The gratitude is the way out every time. And if humility. You can, if you can find some, that gratitude is the way to do Ex exactly. it. Exactly. Instead of bitching and moaning about what you don't have and missing out on all the blessing that's sitting right there. I say try to. You were going to talk to me about how you met Frank. Yes. So thank you. So anyway, back then I was doing commercials too, like they used to do on the Today Show with the David Garrison. Was that his name? Early, early days where they'd stop the show and then they'd, they'd do a dog commercial. Or really? I don't remember that. Yeah. The early days of the Today Show right. were like that. So they were still doing that. So I had to do a basset hound, a commercial with a basset hound at four in the morning. Right. And it was for Alpo. So I came in, got my hair and makeup. I'm, <laughs> yes, it's a very glamorous business. You're a tireless person. I was, it was four o'clock and I already had full hair and makeup. Right. And I'm, I'm ready to shoot with a, a smelly basset hound and do an Alpo commercial. So I'm walking down a long, very lonely stairwell, not a stairwell, but a hall because nobody's there, hardly. Right. And... I look over to the left of me, and, and there's the greatest set of buns I have ever seen in my life, leaning over a sink, obviously putting in contact lenses. Mm. I have no idea who b the buns belong to, but they got my attention. So you're saying to me that it was Frank Gifford's ass was the first thing that you went, this is... This is very interesting to me. Well, it was beautiful. Yeah. I am a beauty lover. Okay. You know, I mean, I can appreciate. And can I tell you, the last day of his life, the man had the same ass. It's unbelievable. Wow. That's why he was one of the great tight ends of all time. Oh. <laughs> okay. So Frank's leaning over, putting his contact lenses in with his great ass. And what happens? You're like, hey, sailor, got a cigarette for a girl? What was no. going on? No. See, I, I just immediately said what comes to my mind, usually, mm -hmm. without any filter at all. And I said, have I? got an operation for you because I had just had an operation called radial keratotomy which was a precursor to LASIK oh yeah that's when yeah, they yeah. cut the surface of your cornea with a, a razor blade yeah I got that done yes before it was LASIK mm, no, no I think it was no. LASIK only a thousand people in all of America had had it done by, at that time right but I knew six of them and they had perfect eyesight and I went I'm doing that so I just had that operation and I went from 2400 in each eye I was I was legally blind, so I got it and I went to twenty twenty in, in both eyes. It was wow. just, mm -hmm. and so I said, "Have I got an operation for you?" And from the face that's in the sink, I hear, "Yeah, with a, with a fool on either end, wow. an operation with a fool on either end." And I went, "Well, well, well, aren't we feisty this early?" In the morning? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't recognize the voice at first, and he had such an iconic voice yeah, as well from the wide wide world of sports yes and, and from yeah, well wide wide world of sports at that and, time and, and Monday Night Football yeah, he was football, very was very say, big yeah, and, yeah. still pretty big I think still Monday pretty big, big. he was he was on it for third, 28 years yeah he had 
two unbelievable careers mm-hmm. in, in, in football and then in broadcasting. He, was, he blazed a trail for everything. He's got an amazing book called The Glory Game. And, and he wrote quite a few books about his start in the, you know, when he used to eat dog food and his father was an itinerant oil and, and, and how grateful he was for everything. And football, basically— Were you a fan it, of football at the time? My family was. I had a right. father and a brother who were— big uh, Baltimore Baltimore Colts fans because right. I grew up in Annapolis, Maryland and we hated the Giants. They did. I didn't hate them. Mm. But uh, they were our, that then that game, that glory game, the, the, the 1958, I think, championship game was between the Baltimore Colts and the New York Giants. Right. So I was aware of football, of course, but I was, sure. I've never been a maniac about it. Right. And uh, I like sports, but I'm, I don't live for them. All right. So you you know who Frank is, but you— Everybody in the whole world knew who Frank Gifford was. And I'd heard scuttlebutt around the studio that he was, you know, uh, in a very unhappy marriage. And everybody adored him, but she was, you know, not a very nice lady. And uh, how why in the world did he marry her kind of thing? And it was his second wife, and, uh, you know, there's—who's already had children and everything. And he's 23 years older than me. Right. So—and so there was—there was—later, I started working— as host whenever Joan London wasn't there, and he would be there whenever David Hartman wasn't there. Right. So we started to work actually together a little bit. Uh, on the days when nobody else wanted to be there, nobody was watching at home. So we were <laughs> the B team. And we just became friends. And he, you know, he. And you were friends first? Oh, for, for four years. Really? Four years we were friends. His marriage eventually was on the rocks, and he, and he was in the, in the process of divorce to his second wife. And I, and, um, and he just, he was like my champion. He would call the producers and say, I'm watching the show. Why is Kathy's seat down so low? Why change it? I know jo- Joan Joan was taller than I was. And so her seat was set at a perfect, at a certain, and I'd sit down next to David Hartman. And I'd look like a Muppet, you know? <laughs> and so he cared about things like that. Right. Went, it matters. It, it's, it sounds petty, but it actually matters in that world. Oh, it, it, it does. It's It's, 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 yeah. per, it's um, per, perception. Mm-hmm. perception. What is that little person? And it takes your, your, your mind off what you should, you should be listening to what somebody's saying, you mm-hmm. know? And so we just started having lunch together, started having dinner together. Uh, every time there was something that happened in his life that was really traumatic, mm. he would call me, and he'd say, "Kath, can 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 I take you to lunch? Can I can, will you go to dinner with me? My my brother's dying of a you know whatever, or this just happened, or I just saved a guy's life on a we were a private plane and it was going down, and the the, the pilot had had a heart attack. Wait, what? Yes. Well, tell me this. What, what yes. happened here? Well, he back then he was private planes all the time. He was working for Nabisco and NBC, right? Uh, ABC. And they, so they, they flew privately lots of places to games and things like that. Right. Um, one day he was on the Nabisco plane, I believe it was, and it was just a you know a small jet with maybe seat six people and had a, a pilot and a co-pilot. Right. And all of a sudden it was going along, and all of a sudden um, co-pilot comes back. They felt a jerk. Co-pilot goes, Frank, Frank, hurry, come up, come in front, help me out, help me out. Frank just got out of his seat. It's like, coach, put me in. He goes up there, and the very, very overweight captain had had a massive heart attack. No. And his girth was well, on all the— all the. Um, so he's leaning on the yoke. He's leaning on everything. Oh, no. Leaning on everything. And so Frank frantically tries to get the man back off the controls right. and save his life if he can. Right. By, back then— Back then, we thought that that could help if you do the, the, the mouth oxygen? to mouth. And, oh, right. No, and the, it's really just the compression. Apparently, they don't do that anymore. I don't know why. 
That's if you're choking. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Don't believe anything I say. Yeah, so I'm not expecting you to not be a you, doctor. Not you, the people I'm talking to, the listeners. At home. I know you don't believe anything no, I say. No, I believe a lot of things you say. <laughs> but I don't take medical advice from you. It's <laughs> <No>. okay. <laughs> You, you drink wine with ice cubes and a straw. I, it's not. There are some. Why would things. anybody believe you? <laughs> so it, that straw, by the way, so I don't leave lip marks like I did before on the on the beautiful. I've, I've glass. told you before. You do not need to get defensive about it. It's, I think it's totally fine. So listen. So, Frank, so what happened so is the, the plane, man, and, and his mouth was bloodied from trying to save this man's life. That's the man that comes home traumatized and calls me and goes, "Kathy, can we can." But yeah. I need to know, did the, how did the pilot do? Did he, he died. Die? He died? He died. And so the co-pilot lands a plane with yep. this dead guy next to him? Yep. Man, that's... And the, and the, uh, the two days later, uh, Frank speaks at his funeral. And he called you when he landed? Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's... There's he, your that, answer, yeah. I was his best friend. Yeah. His well, best female friend. He had a lot of good, you know, good I can imagine good Frank Gifford had good male buddies. Oh, he yeah, had yeah. great good male buddies. But he had... Everybody loved Frank. Frank didn't love everybody else. He could not tolerate assholes. Pardon my French, but that no. was his word for it. Yeah. He, I, he, t- I, he knew that his days were coming to an end at a certain point. And he goes, Kath, I don't want a funeral. I don't want to be in a box. I want to be cremated. I said, well, you're still in a box. He goes, I don't know. I, I just don't like, I'm kind of bare the fuck rotting in a box. And right. I said, me either. I, I want to be cremated too because I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to feel I want to be put in a Viking longship. Yeah. Sent out to sea and then sent on fire. Well, that's a lot sexier than just. So you do eventually want to be cremated. Yeah, but but in a Viking longship with arrows fired by my sons. The, oh, my sons is that what on, they used to do? Is that yeah. what's a, oh? So the, you're, my sons are on the shore and they've got flaming arrows, and I get pushed out to the sea, and then they fire. They fire. I'm on this thing on the Viking longship, and the the, the flaming arrows hit the hit the boat, and then I you know I burn up and go into the ether, I, and the boat goes into the. Not probably good for the environment, but I. It's a sexy as hell. A bye bye. You know, yeah. sometimes you just gotta <laughs> carbon footprint your way out of here. <laughs> so anyway, can I give your eulogy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He anyway. was the greatest of us. Oh, and then, oh I know, would talk for... about the time my fud dropped. <laughs> oh, don't say that word. That is such a naughty word in not Scotland. Not to mean. We're not in Scotland. Is it yeah. going to play in Scotland? I don't know. <laughs> uh, they, I don't think they love me very much over there. But oh, then they, they're foolish. Oh, God bless I'll you. go over and I'll, I'll, I'll tell them what to, to say and what to think. This is an official invitation to the Fancy Rascals stand-up show. I, Craig Ferguson, will be performing this fall in your region. You can buy tickets and check out the full list of dates at thecraigfergusonshow.com slash tour. See you there. Or not. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, 
safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. We're talking about you and Frank. So yes. you and Frank are friends for four years. Yes. So when do you realize you're falling in love with him then? You know what? Uh, it was uh, around June. It was before the U.S. Open. It was maybe end of May. And uh, I had broken up with this guy I'd been going with for a couple of years. Frank couldn't stand him. Because Frank said, Kathy, that guy's not in love with you. He's in love with himself. He's working the room. He's not He's not right. in love with you. And I, he says, you're, please tell me you're not going to marry this guy. And I go, well, I might. You know, I mean, come on. You don't, I don't tell you to, who to marry. And he was, he was, by then his divorce was like almost final. I love that. This is all the makings of like Nora Ephron comedy in New it, York. It, it was, I mean, it was amazing. It, it, un, the life we had together was because our worlds collided and yet meshed perfectly. He was sports. He was the politics. His mm. daughter was married to a Kennedy. He knew all of them. He knew the Sam Giancana. He knew everybody. Okay. That's not really politics, Kathy. That's no, uh, I'm saying the other worlds. It was a right. mafia. It was politics. It was, it was everything. Everybody. I was going to say that because that's scary. No, you, his yeah. daughter was married to Bobby and Ethel's son, Michael, right. who died tragically in that Aspen ski accident. So, I mean, Jeez. Kennedy's we, man. Uh, uh, that's a whole other discussion Woo. for it. Is there more wine? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Need more wine. We're going to talk about the Kennedys. We're going to need a couple of bottles. <laughs> Anyway, so we're talking uh, so about the joy of your the, right, yes, the yes. joy of your marriage to Frank, because that's really what I'm going to zero in on. Because I know you wanted to know when I knew. Yeah, it doesn't do. matter. What happened is that we it matters I to broke me. up with this guy, right? And he says, "You know what? You, I'm sick of this." So this is the eleventh time or ninth time or something. He said, "You're going to hang out with me until you're over this guy, Kathy, because you keep going back to him." And it's mm. bad news. And it's just a bad habit. I'm going to help you break a bad habit. It sounds to me like Frank knew then at that point. Well, it, Frank was had been in love with me, he told me, f- for a long time. Yeah. And But he because literally we're 23 years uh, apart, right. by the, the same birthday. Yeah, that's right. August 16th, right? Yes. Because my wife's birthday, too. That's exactly right. And, and Madonna. Then, yep. And I, Hitler, too. Is it Hitler? No. no. Okay. I just threw that in. <laughs> <laughs> Mengele. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so... So anyway, he did. He started taking. We were just. We were already friends, and we were, every time there was a party or there was something that we were invited to as a co- in the company, and he'd take me. One day they were having a big, big party for the guy out in Los Angeles. I forget his last name. Big, big, big billionaire, and uh, it was a party we were all invited to. And uh, we were on the phone, and he was, and I said, "Are are, are we going to go? Can you, are you going to take me?" He goes, "No, I'm gonna I'm gonna be out." I've got uh, got to be in Florida, got to be in San, Santa Fe. Well, 
that's where he was seeing two different women at the time. Okay. That yeah, not that he was. You know, it was just that was was his world. Don Meredith lived in in Santa Fe, and he was going out to see him. And then there were, and, and it doesn't matter. The point is, I said, okay, well then I'm just going to go with somebody somebody t- tall, dark, and handsome. Then okay, call me when you get home. You know. Mm-hmm. About 15 minutes later, <laughs> the phone rings. He goes, um, I'm going to take you to the party. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, oh, great. Because there was literally, I'd never let myself, my mind go there. Because first of all, I didn't know that he loved me. Mm. He, he was always such a gentleman. It was never, oh, that's not true. One time. Okay. One time after we had a, he called me because something horrendous had happened to his life. We went to a place called Santa Fe in New York. It was not near where we lived. And it was a Mexican restaurant. And we had a lot of margaritas and chips. And it was just, you know. He just was telling me everything, and was just, and he dry, he walks me back to my brownstone. Uh, now I remember, and at my door, like a gentleman, he gives me a kiss. Well, I swooned. Okay, I have n- that was that great of a kiss, and I later threw up. So I don't really know. So what was. <laughs> this is margaritas. You're kissing the love of your life. He wasn't the love of my life, but that was a year later that we started you know, seeing each other. Right. That was just it's one of those things that happened, and we laughed about it every. You know. Oh, really? So yeah. you, like you made out kind of a little bit tipsy no, on the kiss. Well, oh, just no making out. No it making was, it. Just like it a, was a, 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 a good night, friendly smooch that went away. <laughs> a rogue kiss. I d- listen, Kathy. I love you, but I don't think this will stand up in court. I think you made out with them. No, I swear. Are I you sure? You, I made up for this. Trust no, me. Right. But no, it was one kiss, one kiss at the door, and I and I literally it, it took my breath away, and I, I got in my door, and a, a, maybe an hour or so later, I, I did because I didn't eat. I just was dr- drinking margaritas. Right. And I've only thrown up three times in my life. That I can remember. That was one of them. Right. That's why I'm remembered this now. I feel like I have to ask what the other oh. two were. <laughs> I don't know why. Do you want um, to talk about it? I can't even remember the other two. Right. Okay. But it, uh, it's it's not. I'm not one of those people that has a bad stomach. Right. You know. So I, and I don't get my, my, migraines or stuff like that. I just don't. Anywho, it's not me. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, stop it. You're throwing me off. Sorry. I'm so frank. That and you. that night at the party. Right. He shows up at my same alleged brownstone. Aforementioned brownstone. Right, aforementioned brownstone. And um, he gives me this box. And I go, what's that? And I open it up, and it's this watch. Oh, wow. That's fancy. It's a Rolex for people who can't see. Yeah, it is. And and as you can see, it's a very unique one because it has a brown face. Right. You know, usually they're, they're not that color. Right. And I, I looked at him. I don't I, know much about your fancy watches. Man. No, me either. Right. And I said, Why? Why are you giving me this? Is, I think it was $7,000 at the time. Mm. And the man who's been my friend for four years, and there's nothing between us except we're going to a party. I said, why? And he goes, because it's the color of your eyes. Wow. Okay. So that's it then, from there on You in. know what? That yeah. night, I was just, I couldn't wear it because it was so big on me. I've got the... I, I, I've got the scrawniest little. You know, I got to be honest. Take a look at mine. I have the. You have small. I have girlish wrists too. It's the curse of the Ferguson man. <laughs> That's why we were well, never prize fighters. For, I heard it was for, further south. No, 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 no. That you're getting it all wrong. It's made up for further south. <laughs> <laughs> That's why all all the gristle and blood is out of the is out of the veins on, around the wrist, and it, it goes elsewhere. This is very rude, and it's not at all what I was looking for. It was here. what I was hoping for. <laughs> So was so that-, that night we 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 slow danced at this party, and it was like a real 
real slow dance. Right. You know, and I was, I'd never been that so close to him, like really in his arms and looking into his eyes. And I, and I but still it wasn't, I wasn't in love. I was just thinking, what is this? What's going on? And, and he still kept coming, t- taking me out. And so I wouldn't go back to the other guy and all of that. And then one night, we, I had just bought a little place in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. And um, he used to come out every weekend to visit his uh, his attorney, had a home out there. And he'd just stay there and just go to all the parties. It was during the U.S. Open. I, I remember that. And he said, let's, let, he dropped me off. He used to pick, he used to drive up to the studio at West 67th Street, ABC, where I'd finish the show with Regis. And he'd, he'd have this burgundy Jaguar. And he'd be waiting nice. for me. I'd get in the Burgundy Jaguar, and he'd drive me to the Hamptons. He'd, we'd have lunch at my little house in the woods, and uh, he'd go to uh, the, that, the, the attorney's house. And then whatever parties, whatever was going on, he would come and pick me up, and we'd go. And it was just lovely because I'm, I'm, I wasn't going to go all these places. And he knows everybody. Mm-hmm. You can imagine mm-hmm. the whole golf world. It's Frank, Frank, Frank. I mean, oh. he, it's hard for anybody to understand what he was. He would be huge Brad Pitt today, mm-hmm. or he would be Kevin Costner mm-hmm. today, or who's the uh, Tom Brady? Okay, because of the yeah, right, right, right. So you were Giselle then? Hardly, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. But I was, I was starting to become very. By that time, I was pretty. No, I was was just started with Regis in ninety five. Yeah, no, eighty five. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. you, you've been doing it for 85. a while. Eighty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So anyway, long story so, short, just ten years off. <laughs> wow, I'm I get old like now. that. I get. Like I that. just. I. I can remember everything with my children. What year it was, and what you know. But but with my own life, I just have to go. Now, where was I? Who was I with? Oh yes. So that night, there's a big party in Southampton, and he, he picks me up, and um, and as usual, and we get to the door, and it's full of people, and he goes, "Listen, there's a few people I need to say hello to, and I'll be right back." I said, "Okay." We're not dating. We're not going, you know. And five minutes later, he's back. And he stands there and he goes, okay, now I've done I've done my duty and now I've come home. Oh. And I went, what? So a little bit later, they had something that was a precursor. This is how long ago this was. A precursor to karaoke. It was something called the music box. Okay. And so it, a, a guy comes around with an orchestra? <laughs> no, it's a little machine yeah. that is like a cassette player. And it'll play a song for you, and you get to sing to the song. It's an orchestration. I can begin to see where you fit in here. Now, yes, that- <laughs> uh, this is a funny, this I have actually in my safe at home in Connecticut. Still, the moment I knew. And it was, yes, and because it, it would record you singing the song together. So you would have it for infamy. Right? Right. Yeah. So we sang a couple of songs, and the song that we kept doing over and over and over again was, um, You don't bring me flowers. You don't sing me love songs. And I've been a singer all my life, so Mm -hmm. I sang it better than even that. But Frank, I'd never met anybody in my life who could sing in tune, but not in rhythm. <laughs> so I'd sing, you don't bring me flying, I love songs. He'd go, you hardly talk to me in the morning, you come to the door at the end of the day. <laughs> and I went, I thought it was a joke. I said, what? What is that? He goes, that's, I said, can we try this again? And I go, you don't bring me you hardly talk to me in the morning, you come to the door at the end of the day. If you could hear this, Craig, I will play it for you one time when you come to my house in Connecticut. I fell off the sofa, laughing my ass off. That's the best he could do. He, yeah. he really could not do it. Well, you can't do everything. <laughs> 
I remember laughing so hard and falling off and laughing and looking up at him, and he's pulling me up. And, I'm, and I remember thinking, I never want to have one day in my life when that man's not in it with me. That's great. And that was it. We were together from that moment on until I found him, you know, with the smile on his face like we talked about the first time we were talking mm-hmm. on your podcast. You know, I found him gone to a better place. And you, Truly. And you, you believe that? Oh, then. I don't believe it. I know it. That's great. Yeah. Let me talk to about another man in your life that, that I did know. I didn't know Frank, sadly. But I did know Regis very well. Uh-huh. And he was, to me, uh, well, how he was to me, we'll, we'll talk about it in a bit. But how he was to you, because he was a remarkable talent, Regis, wasn't he? I've never known. You come closest. You come closest to every man that that re- except you I love him dearly but he was he was not this I, from he wasn't my type. Oh Regis? No. Well no, there was definitely chemistry there but it uh, wasn't Yes, of it was that we laughed type. about. That, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it wasn't like somebody I lusted after like you. <laughs> you know, let's be honest, me and the rest of the world. But I know my place. Megan but anyway, that, um, I don't know what you're doing with this, but, but that's fine. <laughs> you do what you need. She to. knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's playtime. So anyway, I I was a, I was a huge fan of his. So you before you, I met him, right? So yeah, it, it's an interesting thing, Regis, because he he was different to to the way he was on TV. That's what I'm thinking about. Oh, see, I knew him from being living out in Los Angeles and watching him on AM Los Angeles. Right. And I used to I used every time I'd turn on, I go, I love that guy. He's he's a goofball, but he's really sharp. He can talk and about anything. Anything he yeah. could talk, and and he he was willing to be a fool. Yeah, to get the laugh. And so when I went to Good Morning America uh, a few years later, Regis had left the L.A. and was living in New York by this time, doing something called The Morning Show. And I was not happy at Good Morning America. It was way too scripted. Mm. It was way too uh, corporate. It yeah. was not a place for someone like myself who... I'm familiar with that kind of thing. Yes, I, you I, know. I, I just couldn't play the like corporate it. game. No, I couldn't be told bad. what to say mm-hmm. and and how to say it. I mean, I was I was already an, a polished entertainer mm. from 15 years as a, as a singer and an actress right. before I went to New York. Right. And so, you know, to tell me now, yeah, maybe... Tell me, help me read a cue, a cue card, or no, not a cue card, but the, yeah, I mean, you the, know what I'm saying. Yeah, that, the, there was these yeah, cue cards. I remember the, when I started in late night, they used to give them. Yeah, throw me like, to, to commercial yeah, and all that, all the yeah. that inner stuff. You got it, you got yeah. it. But you learn that if you're smart in five minutes. I'm yep. sorry, you just do. But the, it's the essence of who you are when you're on the air, right? Uh, and what you bring to it, and it's such a uh, such an interesting medium because it's. There would never been anything like it before that was t- television. The movies were bigger than life, and, and all of a sudden there's an intimacy about television and everything else. Nobody talked to the c- camera yeah. and talked to the people at home and connected with them as well as Regis did and tell yeah. a story. And he could go back and forth from the person he's supposedly telling the story, but then he'd make it a fourth wall thing, and he'd yeah. break the fourth wall and say, you know, do you, can you believe this story? And, he, and, and, he, and I, he was brilliant, brilliant at it. And I remember thinking... Oh my gosh, that guy has so much fun. I wasn't having any fun at Good Morning America. I was I dreaded it. But you were L- was that in LA, Good Morning America? No, that was New York. I moved to that's where I met Frank. Right. When I moved to when New York moved to, to New do York. Good Morning yeah, America, yeah. that's when I met the Buns. Right. Yes, yes, the famous Buns. So anyway, yeah. So I uh his her name was Ann Abernathy. I'm remembering now. She was his co-host and she was leaving to get married. And she was leaving the show and I called up my agent and I said, I want to try out for that show. Oh with wow. Regis and she okay. he goes, But it's it's a it's a 
why? He said, it's it's a local show. And I said, I, because he has fun. Every time, I, and I respect, I think if I could just be with him, I would love my life again. I don't care about being in a national show. I'd already done Name That Tune. Mm-hmm. I'd already done a sitcom. You know, I just wanted, my personal life was always very important to me. I feel the same way. It was if more important per- than my career. Yeah, if you, you, know if you get I mean. your personal life right, then your career's just, it's fine, I'll take care exactly. of itself. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I, um, my everybody said no, 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 no. One day you'll love this story. I was sitting at Le Cirque. Remember that restaurant in New York? Yeah, fancy, fancy, schmancy. Mm. And so there's Barbara Walters, and it's in the newspapers now because I did a couple of tryouts on it, and there was a lot of lot of uh, inner inner business biz buzz about me maybe becoming the new host of that. Of of with Barbara uh, with, on the view. No, no it wasn't the view. there was no be, view then. It would no. be uh, me and me and Regis on the on the on the morning show. Oh, that I was right, going to leave right. the national show for the local one, right. which is I, not the way most people, you know, think is 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 a, a step up. Right. So I was sitting in Le Cirque, mm. and I get this. This is the finger. The finger from. Well, it's not the middle one, but it's the index finger. So the, the come hither, the, the beckoning. The, 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 more than a come hither, uh, it was a get over mm. yeah, by one and only Barbara Walters. Mm-hmm. So I, we all obeyed the queen at that time. Mm-hmm. And I, so I walk over to her and she's always been very nice to me, very, very respectful. And she says, Kathy, what is this I'm hearing about you joining Regis on the morning show? And I said, I don't know, Barbara, everybody's telling me I shouldn't because it's, it's a, a local show. And she looked at me and, and this truly made a difference in my life. She looked at me and she said, sweetheart. Toledo is local. <laughs> this is New York. <laughs> yep. She said, you join Regis mm-hmm. and the magic of the two of you together. If it works, you will not be a local show long. That's amazingly. Yeah. She's a, a woman of great vision. Uh, she was even then. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like right at the beginning of her career. Is she or are there mentors for you that was she one of them or no. not really? I didn't have a mentor. I had examples of what I wanted to be. Yeah, I was going to say, because you're not someone who, with the exception of Jesus, I don't see you following people that much. It's Mm -hmm. not kind of in you. Yeah, no, it isn't. Um, I've had people that have impressed me so much with the way they live their life Mm. and, and and other people, their artistry. That's the kind of stuff that's always impacted me. I mean, I, I heard Barbara Streisand sing the first time and I was gone. I yeah. said, that's what I want to do. I want, I, I'll never have a voice like hers, but I want, to, I want to impact people the way she just did. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents 
a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. So, Regis, when I started in late night, there were three guys that I wanted to study. Mm -hmm. One was Letterman. Right. Uh, one was Howard Stern that yes, we talked about before because Howard can talk in... To anyone. Uh, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. And the other one was Regis. Yes. He's and been. now Regis was friends with Peter LaSalle, who was the man who gave me the job. In from, the Today show, from the Tonight Show. Tonight Show, like right. Johnny Carson's producer. Right. And Regis, uh, I said, do you think I could have lunch with Regis? And, and Peter said, yeah, but you'll have to pay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Through the nose? Did he add? Through the nose? <laughs> well, I had no idea. Did that... he say for all time? Because that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. It was the weirdest thing. Because Regis, as generous as a human being as he was, and he was. Yes. He had give you everything. Yeah. But he really hated to pick up the check. I'm telling you, you know what? I'll tell you why. He had an Italian mother yeah. and an Irish father. And his mother used to say to him, listen, Mr. Spartan, like a candidate to do Italian, listen, Mr. Smarty Pants, the poorhouse is right around the corner. Now, don't write into me about my lousy Italian. Yeah, but she had a very thick Italian. Listen, Mr. Smarty Pants, the, the poorhouse is right around the corner. And Richard, not Richard, that's another person in my life, and Regis, Richard doesn't like it when I call him Regis. <laughs> I don't think any man in your life would like to be called Regis. He just laughs. I said, old habits are hard to break. And uh, anyway, so he, uh, Regis was, if somebody else was going to pick it up, he'd be happy to have you do it. I think he picked up the check maybe three times in the 30 years we were friends. I, You know what? But I, Frank wouldn't let anybody pick up the Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, the, the, I kind of get a bit like that as well. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll put myself in the poorhouse picking up the check. Exactly. Well. Yeah. yeah, I know. I think that, you know, it's, the funny thing about when you mentioned about the private plane thing. Yeah. Right. The first time I went on a private plane was coming back. I had just done Letterman. And his lawyer, Fred Nigro, was going to uh, Los Angeles. And he said, we're taking a company plane. You can come with us. Because I was working for him anyway. So I get on this private plane. It's, there's nothing like it. Amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, it's fantastic. I mean, I know it's bad for the environment, but boy. It's... Yes, tell that to Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. and, and uh, John Kerry. Yeah. But um, bump, drop the mic. Go ahead. So I said to Regis a couple of months later, Regis was in, in Los Angeles and he was doing my late night show. And I said to him during a commercial break, he was like, I'm so tired. I got to get on the plane. I got to go to LAX and get on the plane. And I was like, Regis, you got money. I didn't know at the time Regis like doesn't like, Regis, you got money. Why don't you get a, why don't you rent a plane? Just rent a, go Back to. Back then it really, it was expensive, but not like it is now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always been expensive, but yeah. I was like, 
But Regis had money. I said, Regis, you, you could get a plane. You could pr probably do that. And he said, first of all, the color drained from his body. <laughs> the idea of spending that amount of money. And then, and then he said, he said, but how is everyone going to get to see Regis? <laughs> That's because exactly right. He loved people and he would walk through the airport and everyone would say, hi, Regis. And uh -huh. He loved it. He lived for it. And I really do think he died from a broken heart. Oh, really? With yes. the show? Yes, because I saw him two weeks before he died. He came to my house for lunch. He, By that time, he and Joy had moved to California. Right. I still had my home. We'd we'd been neighbors in Greenwich for quite a few years. So we used to be, we'd play tennis all the time together. We'd play, have lunch, you know, and go out to all our favorite restaurants there. And, <laughs> and Regis, he, you, you, even if you thought you were going to have a quiet little lunch with him or dinner oh, or something no, like that, he'd walk in and he'd go, that's right, Regis is here. Yeah. And say, look, and look who I brought. The woman can't live without me. And then he'd drag me to every table with him, too. Mm -hmm. I always ate something before I went to lunch or dinner with Regis because I knew that I would, I, by the time we'd sit down and I could order something, I would be, you know, starved. Right, because he's done 25 minutes, or half an hour with every table. Every table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, that was his magic. That's why he was beloved. Yeah. That there are people that you, that respect you, that, 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 but he was beloved because that was truly, truly him. And some people, I guess, found it obnoxious. Nobody I ever met did. No. So anyway, he comes to my house two weeks before he passes. And I knew when I saw him, get, I have a courtyard there, and when I, I saw him get out of the, they were bringing a wedding present to Cass, so it was like two and a half years ago. And um, the minute I, he got out of the car, I said, oh, this is going to be the last time I see him. Oh, really? I knew. Yeah. I hadn't seen him since he'd given me an award. His hair I did went something. white. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. His hair went white. This was in August, and he'd given me an award in January out in Los Angeles. And he had he was supposed to call me up to get my award. I'll never... This is when I knew that things were not going well. We laughed about it for the longest time, but he said, and so let's just bring her up now. And I could tell he was searching. Here she is, Kathy Lee Griffin. Okay. And I, I stood up and just went, it's Gifford. And it was hysterically funny. And it was vintage us, you yeah. know. But that was the next time I'd seen it was almost eight months later. Because yeah. we lived apart. So we came in and... Uh, and we just picked up right where, like you and I do. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. We just pick up right where we sure, left. Sure, the conversation started and yeah, it's still and gone. It's go yeah. still gone. And if you needed me, you know I would get on a plane to right Scotland in a second. Right I just, back you know, Those are the greatest. Those are so, the, 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 You're not required to mm -hmm. do anything. Just love me. Be there if I really need you. Sure. That's it. Yep. So anyway, he's, it got to the point that night where he said, everything was like, right, right, Joy, when was it? When was it? And uh, we started laughing about some stuff and... And then Joy says, Regis, tell Kathy, tell Kathy what you said to me this morning. What did I say, Joy? And he goes, you know, you know about, because I said to him, Regis, you've still got the greatest head of hair. I always say that to you, too. That mm -hmm. I, I just admire men with hair. You can be <laughs> bald and I can still like you, but I love a good head of hair. I'll take it. Yes. So um, I said, Regis, look at you. Your hair is beautiful. He goes, it is? And he just lit up. And she goes, tell her what you just said this morning. He'd said to her that morning, Joy, uh, we're going over to Kath's house this morning, right? We're going we're gonna to see Kath. And Joy said, yes, we're going to have lunch, honey. And he goes, oh, okay, well, I don't like my hair. you you, you got to wash my hair for me. you got to do my hair. i, I, I got to look good for Kath. Wow. And so the first thing I say is, look at your hair. You know, that's so it, you know, it was just, that's the, the people that, 
you just know each other. You've come yeah. to love and respect and just enjoy each other's company so much. So he, uh, we laughed our asses off, and two year, two weeks later, he's he's he gone, died. and I went to their house close by, and they were uh, Joy and the daughters were going through a lot of his memorabilia and stuff like that. Yeah, he had tons of. Oh stuff. my, he saved Remember everything. He hoarded. He hoarded. Yeah, he, his Not office at, at, was it was a museum. You know, that standee of Dean Martin uh, was there, all his, and all, he, all, all the Como, yeah, every, yeah. everybody, uh, Dean Martin, and she said, "Kathy." I just want you to know, as I was leaving, she said, the last time I heard Regis laugh was with you. Oh, that's nice. And I just thought, I'm going to cherish that. Yeah. I'm going to cherish that because we, my goal every single morning for 15 years on the air with him, and I never had a sick day once. I never missed a day vacation, but I'm, you know, I never, in in 15 years, I my goal was to get him to laugh within five seconds. Yeah. And, and I rarely didn't. He it was, was very, my goal. It was a very satisfying man to make laugh. Oh wasn't he? my gosh, he would just enjoy. And he, uh, you know, he. I cherish the fifteen years we had together. They were golden years. Television's not the they same. They were amazing. They, amazing. What I was you guys so were doing. blessed. And then I and I went on to do good television again. Also, yeah, you and Hoda, Hoda. threw down a little bit. Yeah, we had great. some fun. We we created a whole different genre too. Mm-hmm. But nobody in my entire career have I been more explosive with on the air. Than with Mr. Craig Ferguson. Oh, that's a heck of a thing. To that say. is the truth. We that's had to have a little delay, as I recall, in our in our <laughs> broadcast because yeah. we could be we could be naughty. I think that's more to do with my unprofessionalism than, no, than us being naughty. No, we just were comfortable around each other, and we would forget that there were cameras rolling. <laughs> <laughs> do you know Regis introduced me to Don Rickles? Oh, one of the great comic geniuses ever. Unbelievable. Yes. So I'm on this. I, I Regis is in Peter LaSalle's office. I've just started. Everybody was hanging out there. Oh, yeah. LaSalle was, that's where it, mm-hmm. where show business central. That's where it all went. Mm-hmm. So I'm in Peter LaSalle's office. I can't believe I'm, I'm with LaSalle. He's a, you know, he's a, a legend. Oh, a, just amazing person. To uh-huh. me. And, and everything I got in late night was from this guy. And so I'm in Peter's office and, and Regis is here. And he said, you know, I'm on the phone with Rickles. You should talk to Rickles. I'm like, Don Rickles is going to talk to me on the phone? I'm like, yeah, he'll talk to you. You got a, you got a show on TV. He'll talk to you. <laughs> so I get on the phone with Rickles. And I, I don't know what to say. So I say to Don Rickles, uh, Mr. Rickles, w- would you come on my show? And he said, he went, well, let's wait to see if you're ahead first. <laughs> if you're ahead, I'll come on the show. But I'm not coming on some loser. Why would I waste my yeah, time? Yeah. <laughs> We became, like you. <laughs> we became friends. My wife and I, Megan and I, became friends with him and Barbara. He can't. He comes to a party in my house, Rickles. I can't believe. Like I'm having this Christmas party. You're in New York, so you're not at the party. So <laughs> we were great friends. Right. Then, I'm sure. So he turns up at the party with Barbara. Everybody that you know, there's this yes. packed full of LA people. By the he, time that you are hit by then. By then I'm a hit. Yeah. He comes over to me. He gives me a bunch of single dollars, and he says, "Here, get a better house." <laughs> <laughs> Where were you in the valley? I was in the hills, but it was a, he didn't like the fact that he had to walk all through from his car. It, went, it was too much, too many stairs. It was too much effort. Yeah, yeah, not, and he was not sure it was worth it. So yeah. but, oh, that, to, oh, but he was that, brilliant. brilliant. That to me is, you know, if we're meant to be talking about joy, the joy of not just joy, Philbin, but yeah. also the joy of show business, the essence of joy. The you know the the joy of show business, I think, is the idea that. You can go from watching someone like Rickles when you were a kid or seeing 
Kathy and Regis, or Regis and Kathy, as it was, I believe, yes, on TV. And then you meet these people. This happened to me with Robin Williams. And, oh, and, yes. and, you know, it's like you meet people and they become friends and they're real. You pinch yourself at it's, first and then you just realize, no, they're they're so human. Yeah. And I'm loving, I'm, and the times that are hard are not like what you, you and I are discussing. It's when they, the person that you really admired turns out to be not a very nice person. Yeah, that, that happens. You know, that, that, that happens once in a while. I look for the best in everybody, but that once in a while. Every now and again. So I've always thought it. every time I go out, I said, if this is the first and only time anybody's going to meet me, I want it to be a good experience for them. You try. I want to be kind. I want to. Ask their name. I want yeah, to look you're very at them. good at it. I've seen you do it. Yeah, yeah you're, it's you're just great. really important that you that you see people and value them as individuals because yeah, they. I'm, I'm trying, but most of the time I'm sorry. That's not true. You are not. And <laughs> and you know what? We wouldn't have the lives we have without them. A hundred percent. They 100%. bought uh, my records, all three of them. Oh no, I had thirty. Some rec- yeah, 16 think, records, but like the 30 people. Being, I think you know you're being I'm a saying. little tough on yourself they, with they the bought, records. They bought everything I, I was putting out there. They watched the show, like, you know, I don't like the word, but religiously. And they, yeah. that, that sense, they, they were they were glued to it. I have the same fans, unless they, a lot of them have died, but so have my critics. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody goes. Everybody goes. It's just a matter of where. Yeah. yeah. Where do you think we go at the end? You know, I don't think. I don't think there is an end. I, I agree with you. I don't think there's I mean, a beginning. I mean, the end of this realm. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a beginning and I don't think there's an end. Are we real right now? Because yeah. some people think that we're illusion. It's almost like a Matrix thing. We yeah, are illusion. That's a, that's a little too hashish for me. Here's, me too. Here's what I think. I think that everything is everywhere all the time. That would be God. I'm beginning to get a smell of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I I feel like the whatever it is, uh have you heard of a guy called Shakespeare? Mm, of course. All right, okay. I so, love Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. So there's this guy Shakespeare, right? And he writes this play about a guy. If he really wrote it, could have been uh, Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. I think it was probably written by yeah, Regis. Christopher Marlowe. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chris, you know Christopher Marlowe died in a knife fight? I didn't know that. In South London? Fighting over his copyrights? I think he was just like, he liked to get drunk and fight. And that's when playwrights were playwrights. They weren't sitting around wearing glasses. They were like out stabbing each other. Yeah. Um, They didn't look like uh, Neil Simon. No, 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 no. They were were out. They wore big poofy trousers and they went out and they... Well, there's a story. Yeah. (laughs) Occasionally I wear poofy trousers. But Shakespeare wrote in that play, Hamlet. Yes. He wrote, there are more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in your philosophies, Horatio. Yes. And yes. I think that that, I think that's the right quote. And if it's not, yeah, I, I don't trust know if it's the Horatio. I remember the quote and it's just like, it's so true. I mean, in yes. your peon, finite mind, who can box up God and well, here's, eternity? Well, St. Augustine of Hippo said, yes. trying to understand the mind of God is like trying to pour the ocean into a cup. That's right. And a wee woman that I heard in a 12-step meeting in Glasgow said something very similar about God. She said, son, if God was small enough for me to understand, he wouldn't he be big enough to do me any good. Now, would he? And that, that's, I think, that's so something true. In, in that area yes. is where I am, I think. Yes. 
And and for now, you know what I also remember you saying to me, and forgive me if it's not. I've already written about it in the book. Okay. I, I sent you the book, so I, I got your permission. So yeah, yeah, I'll just no, remind you. You can say any line. You said that time that we talked about you and why do you love me and all of that. The other thing you said, Kath, you know, you know, I, I'm still. We were closing. We were we were wrapping soon, and you mm-hmm. said, you know, I'm still not your guy. I don't believe in your guy. That's what it was, Kath. Yeah. You know, I, I still don't believe in your guy. And I said, I know. I said, no, I don't. But I said, yeah, I know you don't. But you know what I do know about you at this point? I know that you, and I'm going to say this properly, the life that Jesus lived, you said something about the life, but but the life that Jesus lived, if every single person on this earth lived the way Jesus lived his life, the world would be a very different place. And you said, that I believe 100%. And I do. Yeah. And I do believe that. And I also, here's one, uh, something else I'm going to say about you before we finish up. Because apparently you need two full episodes of this podcast, not oh, one. But, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, well, okay. We'll see you for season five. <laughs> but you, I believe this, and I've said this about you before, you are a joy, and here's why. Because you would never, ever let anything you believe stand in the way of you helping another human being. And I've seen you do it. And that is, I know this is not a word you use, but that to me is what a Christian should look like. Well, that's what Jesus looked like. Then, well done. You're doing Thank fine. Thank you, honey. Well, you know, it's so interesting because the first people who believed in Jesus were obviously Jews. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, there was no word Christian then because that's a, that's a, that was a Greek word a later that came far later. They were called followers of the way. Jesus was a Jew, and the Jews who were his disciples, and there were thousands of them then, that's why they had to crucify him. He was getting way too much power, and he was too much of a too much of a threat to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious guys who mm. controlled everything. Jesus was getting them to understand that your tithes are not what God wants. He wants your heart. Well, you wait a minute, the tithes, the tithes, that's how we that's how we make our living around here, you know, that kind of thing. That's why he he took a whip to the only time Jesus was sort of violent, people will say he wasn't violent at all. He was righteously angered. He picked up the whip and he didn't take it out on the money changers. He upset the tables. All the tables where the money was. And he said, You have made my father's house of prayer into a den of thieves. And they had to crucify him then. So you go after the money, it, now, we're, now, now we're in trouble. Yeah, you know what? I think, I think that's still a bit of a problem. <laughs> I'm just gonna it doesn't say, happen anymore, thank goodness. Yeah, that's right. Everybody's <laughs> fine now and money's not important. The man is stretching his arms like, thank God I'm done with. Oh, no, do I believe in God? <laughs> thank whatever I'm not sure about that I'm done with this woman who is sure about it. For now. Who loves you with yeah, all her heart. Love you right back. Get oh, out of here. I'm going. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.